Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a A couple couple of park hoppers. It's that time of year again. Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival has begun. Not only will there be tons of food to try, but the Eat to the Beat concert series is returning as well. We'll be going over all the artists you can see and everyone's favorite, all the food you can eat right now. Let's hop to it. back and just in time for the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Now we have had a little bit of a hiccup and I just wanted to mention it very quickly because I have to apologize. Last week I mentioned to you guys that we weren't going to skip a week because we did have to skip a week. Yes. But then we had to skip another week and that's because... It's been a long couple of weeks for us. Yes. What ended up happening was COVID finally got me. <laughs> and yep. I'm not laughing because it's, it's funny. It finally got her, but it didn't get me. Yes. <laughs> so uh, surprisingly, even though I've got, I'm triple vaccinated, I uh, wasn't feeling so hot and I took a test. And even though I test quite frequently, you do. It, it came up positive this time. And to be fair, while you were positive, you were wearing a mask around the house. You were isolating as much as you possibly could. And I had tested four or five times, I think. And I was negative every time. So I had no issue whatsoever on my end. But it, that's kind of the reason why we have been a little off the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So when we were going to record, we didn't want to sit next to each other because (laughs) I was isolating. (laughs) (laughs) And as you can see, when we're recording, we're talking to each other, like we're interacting. And it wasn't a good idea for us to be trying to record in those kind of circumstances. So I do apologize. Luckily, all of my symptoms were very mild. I didn't lose my taste and smell. I'm very grateful Uh, but it did take about two weeks for me to feel kind of back to normal. So thank you guys for waiting. Uh, and I'm just glad you're okay. That's, (laughs) that's all that really matters. And I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. I was okay the whole time. It's okay. I lived off of Chinese food and popsicles. (laughs) Strawberry popsicles were like my best friend. Right. They sure were. So, so real quick while we're, uh, recording the podcast, I just wanted to, uh, to acknowledge that we are actually doing this live on TikTok. Yes. So if you hear us reference anybody on our a screen here that we're watching the comments as we record this podcast. That's why we're not just talking to no one. We're talking to the folks that are watching us on TikTok. And if you are live watching us on TikTok and you have a comment about what we're talking about, drop it in there and who knows, maybe we'll acknowledge it and we'll discuss your little comment there. Now, if we don't acknowledge it, uh, please know that we are also <laughs> recording. And so yep. we are going to be trying to do more lives because we love interacting with you guys. It's fun. Please don't take it personally. We will answer any and all questions you guys have and we appreciate you joining us for our podcast about the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Yes, so this is a lot of our listeners' favorite episodes because one of the things that we do during this episode is have us, we read the menus, but the funniest part is that when you get to like the France booth and like funny um written or, or pronounced items at the festival. Danny sometimes struggles with that. And we always get a lot of feedback for these festival episodes that 
people are like cackling listening to her trying to pronounce these words. Well, it was funny because the first time we did the menu, like went through the menu, I I struggled and I was just like, whatever. It was embarrassing, but I struggled and didn't think anything of it. And then like Bill said, people came back and were like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun to listen to because you like struggled through so many things. I was like, thank yeah, you. It's, it's really funny. And then since then, it's just kind of people, I guess, enjoy uh, hearing the menu. Yeah. And we, we're we foodies. We love food. Yeah. And so we like talking about it. So uh, hold on to your butts because... Uh, <laughs> hold on to your butts. <laughs> it's a dinosaur right there. <laughs> you are in for uh, some unintentional mispronunciation hey, it's today. All good. It's all good. No problem at all. So let's dive right into it here. The Epcot International Food and Wine Festival has begun. It, it, it did start on July 14th, 2022, and it runs all the way almost four and a half months later, November 19th, 2022. Um, it will be running every day between then, uh, between now and then, and um, definitely looking forward to getting to the Food and Wine Festival a whole lot over the next four months. Yes, and I would say that this is personally my favorite festival, not only because I think the food and the offerings are the best, but because it also runs the longest. So sometimes with the other festivals, you'll be like, oh, I want to go back and try that. Yeah. And then you don't. <laughs> right, right. Well, now that, that all the festivals, or at least the Food and Wine and the Flower and Garden are like four months long, there's plenty of time to try everything if you wanted to. But uh, let's dive into uh, the the menu here, or the menus, shall I say. Um, they're in alphabetical order on the Disney World website. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go in alphabetical order. There are four booths uh, that will be opening later in the festival on August 15th, about three weeks from now. So we're going to save those until the very end so, you've, so you know exactly what you can try right now if you were to go to the Food and Wine Festival. So let's start with the Alps. Located near Germany. Yes. And so indulge in comforting Alpine cuisine along with crisp wines and beers. And just like past episodes, we do not usually get into the alcohol and the drinks. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, unless it's something that we have either like maybe tried and been like, oh, that's the yeah. best thing ever. Or it looks super interesting. And a lot of times you can't really tell just from looking at the like the the words. Right. And it's not that we don't partake uh, it's more or less we don't want this to be like a three-hour episode, so we just do the we just do the food, and um, you can go to DisneyWorld.com um, slash dining slash food wine marketplaces to see all the drink menus yourself. So with food from the Alps, located near Germany, we have a warm raclette Swiss cheese with Alpine ham, baby t- potatoes, cornichons, and a baguette. Um, warm raclette Swiss cheese with baby potatoes, cornichons, and baguette. And warm raclette Swiss cheese with Riesling poached pears, red wine braised figs, candied pecans, and honey and cranberry toast. So those are the three items at the Alps. What do you think of that? Uh, so it's a lot I, of Swiss cheese. The thing about that is I feel like I always remember walking past this mm-hmm. and it's very stinky. The <laughs> Swiss cheese smells bad. The booth is very stinky and they have like a big wheel of cheese. And when you walk by, um, it's almost like what you see on a food commercial where they've got like the big wheel and then the, you know, they're scraping the cheese off the side and oh, it's yeah. kind of like yep. melting off. But it, it's also very stinky which you don't get during the commercial Mm -hmm. i'm not really a swiss cheese person i don't like swiss cheese at all um i don't remember the last time i had it and liked it 
Maybe if it's like super melty, I might like it a little bit more, but I don't like it as is. You right. know, anytime you, you see like a ham and Swiss, anything like that, I'm like, uh-uh, no, no, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. But I mean, I, all these things I would try, but they're not going to be like the first thing I'm going to try. Right. Exactly. So the Alps might not be um, the booth for us, but it might be the booth for you if you're a Swiss cheese fan and you like holes in your cheese. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, you want to go to the next one? Yes. So next is going to be Australia. Crikey. Near Port of Entry. And Down under. we have a grilled sweet and spicy bushberry shrimp with pineapple, pepper, onion, and snap peas. Roasted lamb chop with mint pesto and potato crunchies. And Lamington, yellow cake with raspberry filling dipped in chocolate and coconut. So how do you feel about these? Um, the one that stood out to me personally is the roasted lamb chop because I love lamb. Um, leg of lamb, rack of lamb, lamb on a stick. Everything is good. I love lamb so, so much. So that's the one that really jumped out to me. And mint jelly or mint pesto is usually really good with lamb. So I definitely want to try um, that dish. Um, the only thing that really made me not uh, appetized by that menu was the first one. Is that really bushberry shrimp and the peppers and onions and the snap peas? I just don't really like any of that aside from the word shrimp. See, I feel like I would be more inclined to try the the first one, the with the shrimp. Okay. First off, I don't know what a bushberry is, but I, I like know. most berries. So <laughs> I have no idea. And then, but uh, when it comes to lamb, I feel the same way I do about lamb that I do about pork. Okay. I picture their faces and it's hard for me to <laughs> oh. eat them. Yeah. But I mean, you eat sausage, you eat bacon, you know. That's just, that's just the way I feel it's about it. It's not pua. You're not eating pua, Well, Danny. now I'm going to think I'm eating pua. And you're not pua. eating babe and you're not eating Wilbur from Charlotte's Web. You're eating a pig that has passed and <laughs> it is very delicious. Well, you know... Honestly, I feel like, uh, again, I try any of these things, yeah. but uh, I, I want to find the things that are like, we have to do these like on our very first visit to Epcot sure. International Food and Wine Festival. Sure. So let's go to the next one. Yeah. Um, this one isn't really a food booth per se, but we're still going to go over it. Yeah. It is the Johnny Appleseed Orchard in Canada. Uh, there is only one food item on there, and that is an apple crumble tart, which I'm sure is delicious. But they are mainly specializing in beverages and a lot of non-alcoholic ones on here, too. I remember we actually ran into our friend Jack from DSNY Newscast years ago at the or Appleseed Orchard inside the, uh, the Canada Pavilion. Um, they have a bunch of ciders that you can try. Uh, there's a frozen apple pie, a cinnamon apple cider, you know, all kinds of really delicious apple flavored things. And so that sounds uh, sounds like something I might want to try. Yeah, so I would basically try any of the drinks here because they have alcoholic and non-alcoholic and everything is apple flavored. Right. And for me, I love anything that is apple flavored. I feel like apples and strawberries are like my go-to. Yeah. So even though it's not ne necessarily a food booth, um, I would definitely want to visit here. Now, I did want to ask you, what about the uh, apple tart? Would you want to try that? I'd try it. Yeah. I mean, I'd split it with you. I probably wouldn't get it myself because I'm not a big sweets or a dessert person. And that definitely sounds like what that is. But um, I don't think that um, it's something that I could be able to eat by myself. But I'd definitely give it a whirl if you wanted to try it. I would try it. I like I like apple and cinnamon. Yeah. I mean, can you go wrong with that mixture? No, not at all. Well, next is going to be Belgium. So here we, ha and this is between France and Morocco. 
So we have beer braised beef served with smoked Gouda mashed potatoes, Belgian waffle with warm chocolate ganache, Belgian waffle with berry compote and there you go you did it i did it it. congratulations i said it right (laughs) i Um, thought you were gonna say compote compote (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry to disappoint yeah it's okay um on here i do think that i would want to try the beef and the berry waffle i remember these the beer braised beef with the smoked gouda mashed potatoes i feel like that was there before Oh, the mashed potatoes were really so liked good. It. Yeah, but it was at a different booth, I think. I think it was closer to Port of Entry. I don't remember, but... I think it was like across from Refreshment Port, if I remember right. But I do remember that the mashed potatoes were like absolutely delicious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I do remember about this is also that the waffles smelled really strong. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like when you go past like a an ice cream shop and you smell them making the waffle cones and it, they smell so good. Yeah. But I I always feel like the like a waffle cone smells better than it actually tastes. It does. Yeah. And I feel like that's always <laughs> the thing in the back of my head that I'm like. It never actually tastes like waffles. Yeah. But um, yes, 100% in on the beer braised beef served with the smoked Gouda mashed potatoes. And I would definitely try the Belgian waffle with the toppings. I'm, I would lean more towards the chocolate versus the berry and the whipped cream. Okay. But um, I think the, the star of that booth will be the, uh, the beef and the, uh, the Gouda mashed potatoes. Yeah, without a doubt. But I mean, I feel like that's a pretty good booth. Yeah. Um, so far, I've, excuse me, so far I haven't seen anything like alcohol wise yeah. that has uh neither have i but has you never know stood out to although me. scrolling back up on our little menu here um at belgium the booth we just talked about there is a chilled coffee featuring godiva chocolate liqueur that sounds kind of good i'm to me. always so iffy about like the chilled chocolate okay because um you know when they've had and i don't know if they have it but it's a liqueur festival? it's not like a syrup or like a, the sipping chocolates. Sure, yeah, yeah. I, um, gotcha. I always find them very sweet. Um, here I do see the Delirium Red Fruit Ale, mm-hmm. and I just don't know if it tastes like like Hawaiian Punch or <laughs> what it would taste like. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, either of those I feel like I would give a whirl. When it's hot outside, I always lean away from the sweet stuff, though. Right, right. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so let's move on to the Brazil booth, and that is located between France and Morocco. If you are, if you have attended the Flower and Garden Festival this year, it is where the uh, the Encanto booth um, was with the uh, arepas. Yes, this this is where that booth is located. Um, so dig into South, South American cuisine and culture with the Land of the Palms finest fare, and there are two dishes on this menu here. And um, you're lucky you didn't get this one. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how to say any of this because I'm gonna assume that this is feijoada, and that's black beans with crispy pork belly, Brazil nut pesto, and Ben's original long grain white rice. And then there's pau okay. de queijo, and that's Brazil, Brazilian cheese bread. And I've heard from many a source that the Brazilian cheese bread is really good. I have heard that. I swear we had it last I year. I don't remember. And if we did, then it wasn't that memorable. I mean, but we like bread and cheese sure, in any yeah. kind of form. But I remember having like the brie and the bread bowl and all that, but I don't remember this in particular. Brazilian yeah. cheese bread. So I don't know. But I, I definitely want to try it, regardless. I would, I would try either of these items from Brazil. Yeah. I think they both sound delicious. The only thing, and you know this about me, I don't like beans. 
and for that to be the first item listed on the feijoada, um, I would try the pork belly part of it and the rice, but I'll probably leave the beans to you. It's fair. Yeah? It's definitely fair. You know, so I'm not a big bean person, but definitely want to try that Brazilian cheese bread for sure. So the next one is going to be the brew wing at the Odyssey. Now, is that going to be where the old, um, where's the Odyssey? The Epcot you, Experience. Oh, it's the Epcot Experience. Okay. Yep. I feel like I didn't realize that they called it's it called the, the Odyssey. The building. Odyssey. Yep. Uh, I'm I, I'm curious what you remember from eating these because I know we tried these last year. I remember liking them but not loving them. I I remember we got the buffalo and we got the garlic parmesan. I think they had, and it looks like both of them are on the menu again. Um, I remember them being good, not great, and kind of. Do you know what I remember is that they were cold. They were, oh, they were. That's right. Yeah, you had ones that were definitely not super hot. And also that it was very hot out and we weren't properly hydrated. Yep. And uh, we had, like, I feel like after I ate them, we went outside and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But let's go over those. So yeah. the brew wing this at the like Odyssey. There's six options here this year. Sticky wings with peanut sauce and grape gel with celery and ranch. Okay. And uh, let me see. Everything, basically everything comes with celery and ranch. So um, garlic parmesan wings. Traditional buffalo wings, sriracha lime wings, dry rubbed jerk spiced wings with papaya chili sauce, and crispy Brussels sprouts with buffalo sauce. Now, for those of you who are um, casual foodies, a lot of times Brussels sprouts sound kind of gross. But if they're made correctly, they're, they can be really good. Yeah. So let's start with the wings, though. I'm uh, I'm curious about the first one, the sticky wings with the peanut sauce, because that that'll kind of um, lean towards like a like a Thai food type place um, or type type taste. Um, I'm not really sure what the grape gel is, but I'd probably give it a whirl. Uh, garlic parm is my favorite wing. I remember that being pretty good from last time, so I might try that again. Um, I think you had the buffalo, correct? I had the buffalo, yeah. Yep. And it was it was good. And one thing I remember is that the wings had a lot of meat on them. Mm -hmm. And we've had wings in different places where they've actually like been really like dinky. <laughs> <laughs> baby wings. <laughs> like baby wings. Like there wasn't much meat on Chopped the wings. Off of baby chickens. And so that was a bummer anytime that happens. And uh but these, even though they were at, you know, the food and wine festival. They were like, they had a, a decent portion or like a decent amount of meat on the bone. Yeah. And so I would definitely try these again. I feel like I would probably not do sriracha lime. I like sriracha, but I'm not really a fan of citrus on hot stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like just in general, I like citrus, but like not on like a food item all the time. I don't do well with spicy things. I remember the buffalo wings not being that spicy. I can eat those. But sriracha lime and jerk spiced wings with papaya chili sauce both sound really hot to me. And I don't know if I'll be able to do that. But, you know, for the sake of science, I might try it. Yeah. Who knows? Now, I do want to bring up the beverages here. Yeah. I, I saw the, a couple of those that I really liked. So, uh, first off, the pineapple vibes blonde ale. The and the watermelon wheat ale, 
And then I know you like the blood orange IPA. Mm-hmm. Well, not IPA. It's it's usually a cider that I like the blood orange. Oh, well, you IPAs like I'm not a fan. I feel like you like blood orange stuff. I like, like the blood orange flavor, yes. But if it's an IPA, I'm probably not going to like it. But who knows? Uh, but the two that really stood out to me were the ciders at the bottom. Um, there's a guava cider and then a strawberry lemonade cider. So that those both sound really good to me. Yeah, both of those sound good. The thing is, I swear the watermelon one used to be in the uh, in the area where like they play the music and stuff. In the uh, America? No, no, it, like where they used to play the piano and stuff. Oh, oh, oh! In the um, uh, God, I can't even think of what it's called. The Epcot thing. Yeah, yeah, the big tent. Yes, that place. Yeah, yeah, that that thing. Well, I specifically remember like having it, and then my mom being like, "Oh, let me try it," and then she liked it. Yeah. And when she uh, when she uh tried it, she was like, "Ooh, I want more of this," and it yeah. was really surprising because my mom's not like she doesn't usually lean towards like having like beers and stuff. Right. And a watermelon beer doesn't sound like super great, but I remember It could be tasty, especially a wheat ale. Those go better with the fruity flavors. I think that's the one we had that was really good, but we'll have to try it to find out. Yeah. Um, Just wanted to give you guys a reminder. We are live on TikTok during this episode, so shout out to our friend uh, Grayson1928 in the the comments here. He says, I moved to Florida recently, and I'm 10 minutes from the parks going to Hollywood tomorrow. Grayson, we did the same thing three years ago in September 2019. The best decision we ever made. Go to the parks, enjoy yourself, and uh, thanks for checking us out here live on TikTok. Yeah, and so if you're listening, guys, uh, make sure you're following us on TikTok to catch any future lives. Yeah, for sure. So let's go north of the border to O Canada, and let's discover what dishes are at the food and wine booth here at Canada. And it looks like it is the same classics year after year at the Canada booth. The one of the best items at Olive food and wine is the Canadian cheddar and bacon soup served with a pretzel roll and then the Le Cellier wild mushroom beef filet mignon with truffle butter sauce. Both of those are always fan favorites. They're always so good and they are always at the festival every single year. And it is a great way to get a taste of what you can expect from a dinner over at Le Cellier over in the Canada Pavilion. My only issue with this is that <laughs> eating hot cheddar and bacon soup with a pretzel roll in like a hundred degree weather yeah. with like a thousand percent humidity mm-hmm. can feel a little bit uh, overwhelming. Sure. We'll, we'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think that this is a good option. You can have it anytime. It's a good option anytime. Yeah. I but mean, I, it's going to be good. You can always just carry it somewhere else and eat it indoors too i mean yeah but i just mean like if i would almost wait till like it's a little cooler to indulge in like a bowl of hot cheese yeah and again this this festival runs through november 19th so it might sort of kind of cool down by then um lord knows we only have like four or five cold days a year down here (laughs) like actually cold um but yeah canada always um always impresses never disappoints that cheddar and bacon soup is phenomenal. That that filet mignon is usually really, really good. Um, so definitely go and check out uh, the Canada booth um, during Food and Wine. Uh, our next booth on the 
alphabetical list does not open till August 15th. So we're going to save that to the end and we're going to skip all the way across the globe to the Far East and visit our friends from China. You want to take this one? I will take this one. So China is going to have pan fried chicken dumplings with house made sweet and spicy sauce, Mongolian beef bao bun with onion, Dandan noodles, spicy pork with Szechuan sauce, peanut butter, sesame, and green onion. Um, isn't this the booth that had the noodles with the shrimp? I don't remember if that... I feel like that was the festival of the holidays. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Because I vividly remember going there and wanting to go to Frozen. And I feel like the only time I really, really want to go to Frozen is during the holidays because... That frozen holiday special I love so much, but I could be also completely wrong. But that noodles and fried shrimp dish from whatever festival that was was phenomenal. Right. Um, but most of these sound pretty good. I love chicken dumplings and pan fried dumplings are the best. Sweet and spicy sauce, yum. Uh, Mongolian beef bao bun with onion. Bao buns are so good. I love bao buns. Um, the only one that kind of sounds iffy to me are the dandan noodles. And that is the spicy pork with the Sichuan sauce, peanut butter, and sesame and green onion. Um, I understand what they're going for, but the peanut butter thing kind of throws me off a little bit. Yeah, uh, I feel like I would definitely go for the either the dumplings or the bao bun. I'd probably kind of veer away from the noodles. Sure. All right. So after China, we have Earth Eats. Hosted by Impossible, which luckily, that's going to be the best of the meat. What is it? Uh, Impossible. uh, The best of the plant-based. Plant-based. I was going to say meatless option, and I was like, I don't feel like that's a good thing to call it. So (laughs) It really, and we've had Impossible before. We actually really like it. I'm I'm not a big fan of the plant-based based stuff or the uh the the, the non-meat burgers um i actually really like the impossible but, the, but i was gonna say the one time that we've had impossible the one time i've had impossible i really did like it like um qdoba one of our favorite places g- came out with impossible crumble that you can put in your burrito bowls burger king has an impossible whopper red robin has an impossible burger i've tried it at all those places and it's actually really good it does taste like a burger if you're looking for a non-meat option so this is going to be near port of entry yep so why don't um you go over the options yeah let's do it we get the impossible burger slider with wasabi cream and spicy slaw on a sesame seed bun um and then the impossible meatball with herb polenta rustic puttanesca sauce and basil pesto I have heard from several people who have tried this impossible slider that it is actually really good. Um, the only thing that scares me is, like I said before, we I don't do spicy. Um, the wasabi cream and spicy slaw. So here's my take on it, because I personally don't think that wasabi is going to be that scary because I don't think Disney ever does anything very scary That's or fair. very spicy. That's fair. So, um, so I would definitely try the Impossible Burger Slider. Yeah. I don't think the wasabi cream and like the spicy slaw is actually going to be as spicy as we think it's going to be. Right, right. So, what's the second one? Um, that was the Impossible Meatball with the herbed polenta, rustic puttanesca sauce, and basil pesto. I, I love polenta. I love meatballs. So, I'm all in on this. I'm definitely going to get the Impossible Meatball here. Polenta. It's um, like a. 
almost like a, for lack of a better term, it's almost like that creamy, like, almost like a thick soup. It's like, on oh, the bu- oh, like oh, oh, you yeah, stick yeah. something on top of it. It's like a like grits almost, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, usually polenta is, is a, like a grits type of um, consistency. Okay. I would try either of these at the Earth Eats booth personally. Yeah. I think that, um, like we said, the impossible, like the options are always really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we went to Red Robin and had the impossible burger, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, so... I feel like we do need to try it for science. Yeah. We need to try it for science purposes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the next booth uh, is over by Test Track, and it is the Flavors from Fire booth. And I remember this booth from a couple years ago being really good. And funny enough, it was actually sponsored by the NFL or the ESPN on NFL or something like that. And they all had like punny names. Um, for, very for the punny. dishes, um, the only one I vividly remember is actually this first dish that is returning, and it was excellent, by the way. Um, the smoked corned beef with crispy potatoes, cheese curds, pickled onions, and beer cheese fondue. Um, I remember that being called the corned beef corner route because it was a really silly football. That's pun. very specific. Yeah. So um, I remember that dish. Very vividly, and they're bringing it back for good reason because it was a fan favorite uh, the last time it was there. Um, there's also a Bon Mi Bao with char grilled Asian skirt steak, chicken liver aioli, pickled <laughs> vegetables, and cilantro. Danny's face when I said chicken <laughs> liver aioli. Um, yum. <laughs> and uh, Rocky Road chocolate cake with marshmallows, spiced almonds, and chocolate ganache. So I would do the first one and the last one. So I would definitely be interested in trying that corned beef again. I would make sure that I was properly hydrated and not overheated because that was the day that I ate that. And I was like, I'm going to be sick Yeah, because that was the day we ate the wings. Yes. And then I ate the corned beef. It was really hot that day. Like you were bright red. Like it was really hot. So I wasn't hydrated properly. I didn't. I was, was silly and didn't hydrate properly. And then I had wings and then like greasy corned beef which like it was a normal it's, amount but yeah. like that in the florida sun and being dehydrated i was like i'm just gonna lie down here and it's over yeah. now you don't want to eat something that's gonna weigh you down while you're <laughs> while you're sweating and but, walking around but was i thinking about how delicious it was while i was slowly like you know drifting into the great beyond mm-hmm. yes i was thinking about how delicious it was yeah uh but i would definitely get that again For just sure. be properly hydrated would you try the second one with the chicken liver? Um, I was all in on the banh mi bao with the char-grilled skirt steak, but the chicken liver thing kind of wigged me out a little bit, especially when you reacted to it. What um, is chick- okay, what is your first reaction when you hear chicken liver? Ew. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> what, I, you know that's what I... Th- my, that's my reaction. You know what I think of? What? Dog food. That, that's fair. Dog treats. That's fair. Like, literally, when you buy stuff for dogs, like... Chicken yeah. liver. Chicken liver. Right, Simba? Chicken liver. Our dog's name is Simba. He's laying on the couch over there. He cannot have chicken, though. He no, is he cannot. very he is allergic, allergic to it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no chicken liver for you, buddy. But I will say, though, would I try this for science? Sure. I would try it for science. Yeah, why not? But uh, What the hell? But I almost wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, like, think about it. <laughs> yeah. Just don't tell me what's in it. Let me just eat it. I want to see how the sausage is made. <laughs> or the, <laughs> the aioli is made, yeah. I guess. So um, these sound really good. Um, I don't see any of the the drinks that I would want. I did want to take a quick little backpedal. Okay. 
to the booth from before. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Look at that last drink. Strawberry Freeze featuring Twinnings Lemon and Ginger Herbal Tea with Kettle One Botanical Cucumber and Mint Vodka. That is a mouthful. Kettle that, One Botanical Cucumber. I think that sounds kind of good. Um, that I would definitely try for science. The only cucumber drink that I've ever had that I've actually liked was the Cucumber Sprite over at Club Cool. Go oh, try that. That was really good, yeah. Go try that. But I did just want to, I saw that um, on the screen and I was like, oh, that kind of, that look, here's the thing. If I were going to have any of the things that we just discussed, that sounds a, like a good, like refresher. Yeah. So just so, something to keep in mind. <laughs> so real quick before we jump to France, I just want to acknowledge the fact that we are live on TikTok during the recording of this episode. Um, we did give a little bit of a, a rundown at the beginning, but we actually had some technical difficulties and our live actually shut down. So we're back live on TikTok. Just wanted to um, shout out everybody that's checking us out live and thank you for... Um, for following along and go uh, go find our link tree in our profile and you can subscribe to the podcast and listen to this anytime on demand. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Um, follow us here on TikTok. We're getting up there in the number of followers. We're really, really excited about it. And um, everything else we got going on, go follow us. We appreciate the heck out of you. Yes. So, and right now we're going over all the stuff at Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Yeah. So, uh, so, and if you're listening at home, uh, Thank you for for joining us, and we hope that you're hearing some foods that you want to eat. And I'm sorry that I haven't mispronounced anything. Yet. <laughs> oh, it's coming! Don't worry, because you got France. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, so next is France. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> beignet aux trois fromages, which is a warm beignet filled with three cheese blend. Was that right? It's trois fromage. You're trois fromage. It's un de trois. It's three cheeses. <laughs> trois. Trois fromage. Uh, brioche à escargot, sauce crème à l'et parcelle. <laughs> escargot, brioche with creamy garlic and parsley sauce. Real quick, out there in Park Hopper land, does anyone remember watching all that and seeing Pierre Escargot <laughs> Keenan Thompson in his in his yellow rain suit in the tub. My face is red because I pronounce that so <laughs> and bad. You're like oh, 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 Pierre Escargot. Oh, 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 oh. That's what I felt like. That's what I felt like you were while you were reading that. Just Keenan Thompson trying to speak French. It's hysterical. I feel like a cartoon character. Like my tongue should be in a knot right now. <laughs> All right, go with number three. Parmeter de Booth <laughs> braise et cabernet. Braised short ribs in Cabernet with mashed potatoes. So there is a there's a French version, and then there's like a. I can uh, see that my face is red. Yeah, <laughs> there's a French version, and then there's a um a not a pronunciation a um uh translation. Yes. Um, for English afterwards. So that's what Danny's reading. She's reading the French version, and then the uh the translation, and then the last one. Creme brulee vanilla vanille a la confiture de framboises vanilla creme brulee with house made raspberry jam. I my brain just like cannot. Yeah. Um, would I eat any of this? I don't know because my, hell yeah, my brain couldn't like compute what was happening. I will say one of the reasons we don't try this a lot is because the France booth is always like wildly long. Yeah, the line is always really busy there. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that it's right next to the Skyliner. Um, 
it's it's a long walk from France to the UK before you get to the next booth. So I feel like that's like the last stop for a lot of people, and it's always sort of busy over there. Here's the thing: bread, yes; cheese, yes; yeah. beignets, yes. <laughs> Just like we're gonna go, <laughs> you're gonna see Boxcar Jim at Riverside. <laughs> we're gonna go get some beignets over there. Cannot wait for that. Well, um, I would try everything at France. Yeah. Uh, now I just wanted to do a quick little uh, peek at the drinks. Uh, Strawberry rose mimosa sounds good. Yeah. Uh, however, I will say that I am completely spoiled by the mimosas over at Steakhouse 71. Yeah, shout out Steakhouse 71. Shout and out our Tim. friend Tim. Tim, we love you. We're going to come try to see you uh, in mid-August uh, when my uh, my family is down here. And by family, I mean my sister and her friend, who is basically my third sister anyway. Yes. Um, but yeah, shout out to Steakhouse 71. Delicious and if you didn't, mimosas. And if you didn't know... They have refillable mimosas at Steakhouse 71. And yep, only for breakfast. Only for breakfast, and if they are still the same price, they are $19. Whoop, whoop. So you can get your magical Getting wild worth. on Disney property. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about mimosas. I feel like I would have one and be like, I only got one. <laughs> you got to pay like $9 for another one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, Real quick, um, I don't remember what festival it was at at France, but... The frozen Holiday. hot chocolate. Holiday. Oh, that was so good. That was, I was the only just time I thinking about that. That was the only time I ever really loved going to the France booth was for that frozen hot chocolate martini. It was so good, so good. Yeah. So, and we'll get to that once the holiday festival comes around. But mm -hmm. right now, it's they don't have that. But so for right now, just the food in France, if the line permits it. Yeah. Right. For sure. Um, so back to perfect English. Um, the Fry Basket is a brand new booth here. Um, it's located next to Test Track, um, and it is exactly what it sounds like. It is French fry dishes. Um, so the first one is actually adobo yuca fries with garlic cilantro aioli, and that's a plant-based and gluten wheat-friendly option. Oh, this next one is one that I've been really wanting to try. Yeah, and then the Fry Flight. So it basically comes with like a little cardboard thing with three holes in it with three cups of different flavored fries. Uh -huh. There's a sea salt and malt vinegar fry option that's plant-based. There's a barbecued bacon fries with smoked aioli. And then there's sweet potato casserole fries with candy pecans, toasted marshmallow cream, and caramel whiskey. What do you think sounds the best there? Um, when I think of this fry flight, I hear Celine Dion sing in my head. <laughs> Which song? You're here, there's nothing I fear. <laughs> Okay. Like you're handing me the fries and like everything is just... Now that big. you have your fries, your heart will go on. My heart will go on. There we go. Like there's an epic moment where I get a fry flight. <laughs> have you ever heard of a fry flight? Like, no. <laughs> I feel like that's why my brain wants yeah. to play the most like epic song it can think baby, of. Baby, baby. <laughs> that's the song I thought you were going to say. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I was... Well, that's what I, the one I was thinking of. But uh, I would actually try all the fries. Yeah. Not all at the same time. I definitely want to split with somebody because I feel like the heat, like that's just too many fries. I, I don't think there's a ton of fries on the flight. I think it's exactly what you think it is. It's kind of just trying three flavors. I think they're kind of smaller cups. 
But so it would be a good shareable thing with somebody. Definitely shareable. I feel like the sweet potato casserole fries with the toasted marshmallow cream and caramel whiskey. That sounds interesting. That sounds really yummy. Yeah. So I love sweet potato fries. And I don't see anything right now on the beverages. No. Um, so, so, so far, everything fries, yes. All the fries, yes. Um, now, next is... Real quick. Uh, watching live on TikTok, our friend Fritzel Park underscore planet says hello from Germany. And that's where we're going next. We're going to Germany. Go ahead, Danny. Oh, no. I'm, I apologize. Fritz, feel free to criticize her if she doesn't say it correctly. So in Germany, schnickelnudeln. <laughs> it's schinkenudeln. Oh. There you go. It's pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese. Roasted bratwurst in a pretzel roll and apple strudel with vanilla sauce. Love it. Love it. I remember having that shink noodle and it was actually pretty good. It's kind of like a like a mac and cheese bake sort of consistency. Yeah. With like ham, onions, and cheese all like kind of mixed into the pasta. Um, I remember it being pretty good. I remember trying it once and thinking it was okay. And then trying it w- another time when it was like actually really hot and fresh and it was way better. Um, so if you can get to the Germany booth while it's fresh, then you're going to have a great little dish with the schinken noodle and um, roasted bratwurst and a pretzel roll. Always a good decision. Um, we went to beer garden in Germany. Yes. And the pretzel rolls there were excellent. And they also had the beer cheese. That was really good. Um, I remember not loving the bratwurst at a uh, uh, beer garden, but who knows? Maybe it's different for food and wine. I will say, just as a side note, that going to Beer Garden and going to Ohana were two of the most full times I've been in recent history. In my entire life. Like, (laughs) going to Ohana, I was more, like, dumpling than person. (laughs) And then I also feel like in Germany, I was more just, I don't even, there wasn't one specific thing, though. Yeah. I was just more... German food than I was person. Mm-hmm. It was so good though. But so I, I think I would definitely try any of these things. I always skip past the dessert. And I feel like I need to give the apple strudel with vanilla sauce like an honest try. As long as it's warm. If apple strudel and, and vanilla sauce is warm, although the only thing that kind of makes me not want it is the fact that it's vanilla sauce and not vanilla ice cream because I am a sucker for warm desserts with vanilla ice cream my only thing is but I vanilla think, sauce is usually warm i think do you think that they don't do the vanilla ice cream because it's probably just like not like feasible yeah feasible. outside well to be scooping it out and getting it out because some yeah. of the stuff they prep before right if it just would like melt way too fast i'm just saying as a personal preference i i would much rather apple strudel with vanilla ice cream than vanilla sauce because usually the vanilla sauce is basically melted vanilla ice cream so right right um and I just wanted to touch on one thing before we moved on. The um, Under the alcoholic beverages, they do have the uh, Schafferhofer Pineapple Hefeweizen. Um, normally, they have the grapefruit one there, but this pineapple one is very intriguing to me, and it's really flavorful. I know at least the grapefruit one is, so I definitely want to try that for sure. Yeah, I would definitely try that. 
All right, so we're going to skip on over to the home of the original Olympic Games. We're going to go to Greece, and that that booth is located near Morocco. Yes. And we're going to go over the menu right now. We are looking at uh, Spanakopita, which is always good, um, griddled cheese with pistachios and honey, interesting, and then the lamb gyro with shaved lettuce, tomatoes, red onion, and tzatziki on warm flatbread. Oh, don't die on me. Excuse me. (laughs) Don't die on me. Oh, no. Um, I got so excited. Danny's thinking of the chicken liver puree again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, what I was going to say was all of these things I think are really good. Um, the griddled cheese with with pistachios and honey is actually really tasty. Oh, did you have that before? I had it. Um, the fir- the very first year I went to Food and One oh, when okay. we first moved here. Gotcha. I got it, and um, it was really really good. Yeah, and it it was one of those things that you were like. I like cheese, but with like pistachios and honey, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, yeah. But like j- lamb gyro, um, I love gyros, and uh, and I'm not gonna. What's the first one? You uh, say Spanakopita. It. It's your. It's that's, your. That's that's that um that really flaky pastry that has like the feta cheese and and the spinach in it. I would need to try that again. <laughs> I don't remember what it tastes like. Um, they they had that also in the um the big tent thing last time. It was under the festival favorites, so I'm not surprised that it showed up um, here at Greece again because it is a Greek dish. Um, but the one that stands out to me, World for Show sure, Place, World, World Show, Show Place. place. That's Thank what you. it's called. Thank you. Yeah. Um, is the lamb gyro. I love lamb. I love lamb. I am like brick from Anchorman. <laughs> I love lamb. <laughs> um, it's so good. Um, definitely cannot wait to try that for sure. Okay. So Greece. Next is... Oh, so we're going to skip past Hawaii. We're going to come back to that at the mm-hmm. end. That opens August 15th. So that booth is not open yet. Next is going to be Hops and Barley. Hops and Barley. At the American Adventure. Yeah, America. So... <laughs> So next, that's going to be a Chesapeake crab slider with tangy coleslaw and Cajun. What? Remoulade. Remoulade. I didn't even want to try that. Hot beef sandwich with horseradish cream and pickled vegetables. Hot beef. And freshly baked carrot cake with cream cheese icing. All three of these sound amazing to me. Hmm. All three of them. Crab cake slider or a crab slider. Um, hot beef sandwich is probably just like hot roast beef um and then the carrot cake is always a fan favorite it's always really warm and the the frosting is kind of like melting down the side and carrot cake is really really good i really love carrot cake go on danny speak your mind (laughs) i would probably pass on all of these (laughs) oh what's wrong with you however we can't date anymore what anyone in the tiktok looking for a partner hey she doesn't like any of these dishes after five years yeah after five years they're just calling it a day sorry but 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 there's pumpkin barrel ale we can share together at this okay. booth. Oh, fine. You, you suckered me back in. Yes, I knew I could. <laughs> well, here I do think that uh, the I do think that out of everything, I would be more like I'd lean more towards go- trying the pumpkin barrel ale. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds really good. Um, definitely down to to try that as long as it is pumpkiny enough. Like our uh, our favorite uh, shipyard pumpkin head. Mm-hmm. Um, I really haven't found a really good pumpkin beer outside of that, honestly. Yeah. Um, so if you know of a good pumpkin beer that we can obtain here in Florida, let us know. Please let us know because I am dying for some pumpkin ale. I am very basic. 
I love all pumpkin stuff. I was going to say, if you're listening, uh, we love all things Halloween and fall. Yep. So if if there's something that we have to try, hit us up so we can go look it up. Yep. But we are going to move on to the next country, and that is going to be India, and that's going to be near China. So why don't you... Uh, go over these. Just want to uh, read this the way it's written. It says, spice up your life, like the Spice Girls, uh, with an Indian cuisine that will transport your palate to a faraway land. Um, so we've got a crispy paneer with mango curry ketchup. There's potato and pea samosa with coriander lime cream. And then there's chicken tikka masala with fennel spiced yogurt and naan bread. So I do like uh, tikka masala um, a lot. I don't think I've ever had it. It's really good. Maybe I have. I just don't know what it, that if that's what it was called. But mango curry ketchup sounds like <laughs> could be interesting. I mean, it, that just doesn't sound like anything I would enjoy. Sure. Again, I would try these things, but yeah. I would probably lean towards the chicken ma- ma- tikka masala personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what about you? That uh, yeah, I'm not really a hundred percent sure if I would want anything here. Um, I don't know what paneer is, and I don't really have the time to Google it at the moment. Um, potato and pea samosa doesn't sound super appetizing to me, but anything with chicken um, and naan bread is really good too. Um, so I, I would try probably that third dish alongside you because you said you'd like the tikka masala. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh, let's maybe try that and um, see what we think. And naan bread is always like really fresh. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, <laughs> I think that that would be a good option to try, definitely. Yeah. Well, next is going to be Ireland. Oh, it's Ireland. Near the United Kingdom. And the United Kingdom. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is uh, over near the UK, more recently I got the uh, the fish and chips. Uh-huh. And I know I told you this. I was like so excited because every time people get them, it's like a giant plate of like, fish and chips and all sorts of you know delicious things and it was not good Mm. i didn't eat it oh no and i don't understand like i don't understand why it's such a popular item when it's not it's just not good yeah well speaking of not understanding i did not know what paneer was until our friend amy joe 27 in the comments on tiktok told me that paneer is an Indian cheese. Oh. So Indian cheese. So let's go back to that dish here. It's crispy paneer, so it's crispy Indian cheese with mango curry ketchup. Ooh. That sounds way better to me now. I would so definitely try thank you, that. Amy Jo 27 Shout out to you. We love you. Um, I am going to try that dish now. Yeah, we'll Thanks have to. Thanks to Amy Jo. <laughs> I'm going to write to Disney and say, Amy Jo 27 made me try this. <laughs> Let him know. Let him know. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> we're going to go back to Ireland. We're just country hopping all over the place. Back to Ireland. Yeah. So we have uh, the fisherman seafood pie, the roasted Irish sausage with colcannon potatoes Col- and colcannon potatoes and <laughs> onion gravy, <laughs> and warm chocolate pudding cake with Irish cream liqueur ah, custard. She even struggles with the Irish ones. I know. Yeah. Uh, fisherman seafood pie. I remember that being really good. Um, yes. I remember being the serving size was a little small. If That's I remember what I was right. going to say. I remember like eating it and being like, it's gone. The little dish that it was in was like a little tinfoil, like baking, like the little individual baking things. And it was like the size of a hockey puck. Like it wasn't really any bigger than that. 
Um, so I remember the the serving size being a little bit smaller. Hopefully, uh, this year it'll be a little bit bigger. But I remember it being really tasty for what it was. Um, the roasted Irish sausage, potatoes, and onion gravy. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Irish sausage. Um, if you ever had bangers and mash, um, that is a, uh, a, a sausage and potatoes dish, basically. Um, so I think that might be similar to what this might be. Okay. Um, but the chocolate pudding cake with the Irish cream liqueur sounds kind of good. I would probably lean towards until it gets a little colder or cooler outside, The fish, just doing the fisherman's seafood pie. Sure. I will say that all three of the beverages here in Ireland sound amazing. Yeah, let's go over those. So the Kil- Kilkenny Irish Cream Ale, the Bunratty Mead Honey Wine, and Guinness Bailey's Coffee Shake. Yeah, I especially like, the last one. I feel like all of those sound like like something I would try. Not all at the same time. They would not mix well. So, But... They all sound really good to me. Yeah. If you guys have ever had an Irish car bomb, I don't know if you've ever had that before. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like a milkshake Irish car bomb. And that sounds amazing because the only thing missing from the Guinness Bailey's coffee shake that's in a car bomb is the Jameson shot. Um, but maybe there's Jameson in it. Who knows? It doesn't list it here, but a Guinness Bailey's coffee shake sounds really good to me. So I would definitely want to try that. Yeah. So everything in Ireland sounds like at some point, I would kind of like lean on the weather on when when I wanted to try it, but everything in Ireland sounds really good. Yeah. So next is going to be Italy. Yeah. So we're going to go over to Italy, uh, which is normally one of the better booths, but also one of the more expensive booths for some reason. I don't know why. I'm guessing because of the ingredients. Maybe, but a lot of these things are coming from further away than Italy. I have no idea. I don't know. But the three dishes we have over at Italy are the gnocchi de patate, and that's potato dumplings with four cheese sauce and roasted cremini mushrooms. There are There is the gnocchi de patate. There's potato dumplings with vodka sauce, Romano cheese and crispy bacon, and panna cotta, and that's orange blossom panna cotta with seasonal berries. Um, both of those first two sound really good to me. I love gnocchi. Um, and then there's a four cheese sauce with mushrooms. I'm all in on that. Um, and then vodka sauce is really good. I don't know if you guys have had vodka sauce, but it's really, really tasty. It's kind of like that almost bright orange pasta sauce that you can buy in the stores. Um, and then, uh, Romano cheese and crispy bacon. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I do think that, uh, that when it comes to Italy, it's always a game time decision based on how it looks. Yeah. So it can be something that, because I know we've had like pizza from Italy, which right. sounds really basic. But when we walked by it, we were like, oh, that looks really good. And it was really good. Yeah. The flatbread pizzas that you, they usually have at the booth uh, for different festivals is usually pretty good. Yeah. But I do think that it would be something that would be like a game time decision for Italy. Yeah. And as for the beverages, they're all different like wines and stuff like that. And champagnes. For, for me, I'm. I'm the kind of girl that likes to get it from the store and drink it at home. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather buy my like... Get a bottle of Prosecco to the face? Yes. <laughs> well, I'd rather pay like my $10 for my bottle of wine rather than pay $12 for one glass. For one flute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, just me. I'm with you there. That's just me. Uh, but all the Italian classics, they got the Prosecco, the Moscato, Sangria, Limoncello, which is always really good. Um, there's a uh, There's a peach drink. At the Italy Pavilion, I'm tr- I can't remember the name of it. 
It's a peach, not a limoncello, but it's like a peach something or other. If you guys know what I'm talking about in the comments, let us know. Um, but it's always really good. Um, so let's jump back over to Japan. And this one might be a little bit easier for you, Danny. You go for we'll it. We'll see. Teriyaki chicken bun, steam bun filled with chicken, vegetables, and teriyaki sauce. Takayoki. Takayaki. Takayaki. Octopus, green onion, and cabbage bites topped with tonkatsu sauce, <laughs> bonito flakes, and nori. Mm -hmm. Spicy salmon donburi. Spicy salmon with sushi rice, shiso leaf, red tobiko, and rice pearls. People out there listening to this are like, this is the whitest thing I've ever watched <laughs> in my life. But you haven't listened to any of our other festival menu episodes, and they're all the same. It's fine. <laughs> um, actually, shout out again to uh, Amy Joe 27 the star of the comment section, uh, Peach Bellini. Yes. That's, that's what I was that's talking about. That's what it about. is. Thank you. Appreciate you very much. Um, all three of these sound really good to me. The only one that sounds a little iffy is the takoyaki. And I love calamari. I love octopus but throw throwing green onion cabbage bites and a bunch of other stuff in there that just doesn't sound that appetizing to me but i am very willing i have a very open palate i decide if i don't like something after i've tried it so it's, it's never like i'm no i'm not gonna like that it's i'll try it and if i don't like it i don't like it so here's my take i would try the bottom two i just would probably pass on the teriyaki chicken bun. Sure, yeah. I mean, we've had that before. But also because I find the teriyaki sauce a little too sweet for my liking. Okay. And that's just a personal preference. I have like a weird thing with stuff being sweeter than I think it should be. Mm -hmm. And so, I but I, I, I would still try it, I think. Yeah. Uh, just, but I feel like if I was going to pass on one of them, it would be the teriyaki bun. So, uh, but... I mean, it all sounds really good. This is, you know, one of our favorite festivals. Yeah. So, all right. So next, we're going to hop on over to Kenya. And that's going to be near Refreshment Outpost. And let's, uh, I'm going to pass this over to you. So we're going to touch on the Kenyan coffee barbecued beef tenderloin with sweet potato and corn mealipop and kachumbari slaw. And then there's piri piri skewered shrimp with citrus scented couscous um i vividly remember wasn't it your sister that had the coffee beef mm -hmm. and said it was really good yes i don't remember if i tried it or not but i remember your sister saying that she really liked it i tried the i tried both of these and they were both very good um so both of them when you look at them, you're almost like, well, I could like pass over these. But uh, I remember both of them being very good. So I, but again, I think some of them I tried like pre-pandemic and I feel like my memory pre-pandemic feels like it was like a thousand years ago. So I would definitely have to try these again. Uh, one thing I do remember is the sweet potato and corn mealy being very good. Okay. Like very just like. I mean, it sounds good. So when I say that it uh, was very rich, what I mean is like it tasted like it was um, like a really high quality something that I'd never had before, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like you ever had anything new and you're like, I don't know if this really tastes like mm -hmm. the way it might like that it's supposed to taste. Right, right. But that was like, whoa, what is that? So uh, 
we definitely have to try that, especially if you've never tried it. Yeah. And I don't quite remember what it tastes like. Um, the next one on our list is not opening till August 15th, but it is definitely going to be the star booth of the Food and Wine Festival, as it always is, and that is the Mac and Eats booth. We'll go over that a little bit later, but uh-oh, we just lost the page. Um, <laughs> we're going back to uh, Mexico here, um, so we're going to dive into the Mexican menu here for Food and Wine, and we've got uh, Taco Al Pastor. And that's seared pork belly pastor on corn tortilla with chipotle black beans, pineapple, pickled onions, and chives. There is a tostada de barbacoa. That's barbacoa beef on a fried corn tortilla with chipotle black beans, salsa verde, and Mexican crema. And then there is the capiratada del chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> Abuelita chocolate bread pudding served with chocolate creme anglaise. Okay. Pause. Pause, pause. We have to talk about something about Mexico. Okay. Every single time we get food from Mexico, it is delightful. It is delicious. It is authentic. And it is also tiny. Yeah, right, right. Do you remember when I got that taco? That was so disappointing. So the last time I got a taco from Mexico... It was like half of a street taco. Yep. Which street tacos themselves are already small. And it was like an $11 taco because it would had some kind of like beef on it. And I was just like, this is good, but you should not charge me $6 per bite. And that is my only bugaboo right. when it comes to the food in Mexico because I will eat Mexican food every day. For every meal. Forever. Yes. Like I would I would do like crazy things to be able to get breakfast tacos here in Orlando. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I do just have to say, like, that's just one of those things that like it sounds so good, but I don't want to pay like nine dollars for a taco that like yeah, pass. is for like a toddler. We just had an awesome taco dinner tonight. Yeah. Uh, over at El Patron in Orlando. If you guys are ever looking for a place to go off of Disney property while you're down here visiting, um, El Patron, it's right around the corner from Disney Springs. Um, Tuesday night, Taco Tuesday. And it was $19.99 and basically all you can eat tacos and like a million different things you could put in it. So definitely go check them out for sure. That was awesome. Yeah. And uh, the Mexico booth, here's the thing. If, <laughs> if you live in a state where you don't have authentic Mexican food, try the Mexican booth. But uh, I have I I cannot I just cannot <laughs> I <laughs> yeah I gotcha. Well, next is the noodle exchange, so we're gonna come back around to that, and the next booth we're gonna go over is Shimmering Sips. Shimmering Sips, hosted by Quirksicle near Port of Entry, uh, and the description is get the brunch party started. <laughs> <laughs> Sample sweet treats and sip on sparkling mimosas. Again, Steakhouse 71 has definitely uh it's it spoiled. spoiled us. It spoiled us. Yeah. So the food, guava mousse on a sugar cookie Ooh. with coconut lime whipped cream. Java guava mousse, that sounds really good. So I feel like I would definitely try that. Again, we usually lean away from desserts though. Yeah. And so um, but that would that's one I would definitely try. Uh, now, when it comes to the mimosas here, there you can get a mimosa flight, and one of them is the pog mimosa. 
Yes. So it's passion fruit, orange, and guava. And so if you haven't had it before, you're missing out. Uh, there are a couple other mimosas you can get, but uh, overall, I usually lean away from mimosas at any festival just because Steakhouse 71 is where it's at. Yeah. And if you don't know what Pog Juice is, if you guys have been to uh, Ohana, if you've been to... Um, what's the place at Animal Kingdom Lodge? It is. Uh, Boma. Or you've been to Tusker House or any place like that. That's like that orange juice. Not like actual orange juice, but it's like orange colored juice um, that you get with your meals. That is Pog Juice. That is the passion fruit orange guava juice that is so well known around Disney property. And they actually make the mimosas with the Pog Juice at Shimmering Sips. So um, that would probably be the only thing that I would try, even though I know we can get Pog juice mimosas at Steakhouse pass. 71. Pass. So, Personally, pass. I will wait till Steakhouse 71. Yeah, if they still offer that. Um, all right, so let's jump over to Spain, where the booth is located between Italy and Germany. Spain is not a pavilion. It's not always there. Um, so you want to dive into this one here? Sure. So a charcuterie with a selection of imported Spanish meats, cheeses, olives, and an herbed vinaigrette. Paella with rice, chorizo, and shrimp. Uh, and then seafood salad with shrimp, base scallops, mussels, extra virgin olive oil, white balsam, balsam, I can't talk today, white balsamic vinegar, and smoked paprika. I didn't think I would trip over that word, but hey, <laughs> every day is a new day. No, you're okay. Uh, we'll forgive you this one time. Fine, fine, fine. Um, so all of these sound good to me. And I want to say it was the, was it the seafood salad yep. that we had that was super delicious? It was very fresh tasting. I remember that very much so. Um, yes, I was going to point that out. The, the seafood salad is the one that we did have before uh, at a previous uh, festival. If it was food and wine last year, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. But it was really good. And I feel like the paella with the rice, chorizo, and shrimp was there as well. I, I know we've had it. We're, again, we're gonna have to try it again yeah. because we don't remember. Right at this point, we're gonna have to start like having like a, a like a photographic evidence <laughs> and like you know to be able to go back and and remember what we liked. But I I do think that everything here would be good. The one thing is I usually feel like we lean away from charcuterie boards yep. because they're like grown up adult lunchables. Lunchables, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I've just never like tried it i feel like i would yeah i should we mm -hmm. should but we usually Just never really been a fan yeah to be honest with you i like charcuterie boards. i like the taste of that stuff but it never feels worth it for me i usually feel like i'm like how much room do i have in my belly do i want to fill it with a grown-up lunchable or something different and i usually go with something different right. personally so but i think all three of those things sound great how about you sounds good to me Let's uh, let's jump over to a booth near Disney Traders, which is near the entrance to World Showcase, and say this three times fast: the Swanky Saucy Swine, the Swanky Swas Swanky Saucy Swine. Um, basically, anything barbecue pig, um, crispy barbecued pork rinds with pimento cheese, soy glazed sticky ribs with green onions and peanuts, and grilled pork shoulder lettuce wrap with charred corn salsa. Pickled red onion and cilantro lime crema. Um, the first one sounds really good to me. Um, I do like pork rinds and pimento cheese is a little bit of a new favorite of mine. I really do like the taste of that. Um, 
the soy glazed sticky ribs sound like they could be pretty good, uh, minus the whole peanut thing. Um, and then the lettuce wraps are, are a healthier way to eat a taco, basically. Um, and charred corn salsa, pickled red onion, pork shoulder, that all sounds pretty good to me. So I think I might even try all three of these. That's all you. <laughs> I know you don't. Danny doesn't eat pigs. Well, I, I'll eat them, but like mm, I just picture their little piggy faces and I don't oh, like that's it. That's dumb. I don't like that's it. That's dumb. So that's just a personal preference. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to go past the pigs and we're going to move over to Tangerine Cafe. And real quick, this is the last one that is open currently prior to uh, August 15th. Okay, perfect. And that's going to be the flavors of Medina or Morocco. So the food is going to be... Oh, she's dying. Excuse me. Not hydrating enough. Um, Grilled kebabs with carrot chickpea salad and garlic aioli. Tremola chicken or Moroccan spiced lamb. Fried falafel pita with tahini sauce. Stone baked Moroccan bread with hummus. Tremola and zoog. Zoog. <laughs> Emperor Zoog. <laughs> Zoog dips. I'll get you, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Zoog dips. <laughs> and pistachio cake with cinnamon pastry cream and candied walnuts. Uh, I do want to say that the kebabs, I remember being really hot, like really spicy. I don't know if oh, you really? remember that. I don't remember that. I got, because I got the grilled kebab and um, the spice on it was like a lot. And like Tangerine a- Cafe is usually one of my favorite places too. Right, and then the falafel was good, and then the bread was good. That came with all the the three dips. That was good, and then the pistachio cake, which I don't remember if we ended up trying, but that pistachio was pistachio cake was awesome. Oh, we did. Yeah, remember that? Oh yeah, we got that like every time we yeah, went. Yeah, that was awesome. And but that was like the star of like the the festival mm-hmm. when people started. Um, I wasn't sure if we got, but now that you said that we got it. Now it's all coming back to it's yep. all coming back to me now. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> it's all it's a Celine Dion episode. <laughs> Apparently it is. But uh yeah, all of that sounds good to me. Yeah. So uh we are now going to link back around to the booths that are going to open when? Uh, August fifteenth. So there'll be four booths that we didn't go over. Uh we're gonna touch on those right now. And I think a few of them are going to be the stars of the festival, as they usually are. Um, first one is Coastal Eats, and that's located near Mission Space, and that opens August 15th. And the two dishes that are offered there are um, baked scampi dip with shrimp, scallops, and baguette, and then oysters Rockefeller. And I don't recall what oysters Rockefeller are, but uh, either way, I do like oysters, and uh, they sound uh, pretty good to me here. So it looks like um, oysters Rockefeller. I feel like oysters Rockefeller are something that like people like talk about as like it being something that you eat if you're like wealthy. Sure. Like, I'll have a border of oysters Rockefeller. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oysters Rockefeller. Uh, put my nose up while I order it. My pinky in the air. So uh so I, I mean I would try 
any of these because we're big seafood people. And the reason why it sounds rich to you, it says the dish was named Oysters Rockefeller after John D. Rockefeller, comma, the then wealthiest American for its extreme richness. Hmm. Um, it consists of oy- oysters on the half shell, turtle power, um, <laughs> <laughs> topped, topped with the green sauce and breadcrumbs, then baked or broiled. Hmm. Interesting. Um, both of those sound really good to me. The first one, especially the scampi dip, um, definitely getting down on that. Um, and the only thing that really stands off to me on the drinks is the Cape Cotter, which is literally a vodka cranberry. Which okay. Is, which is literally the name for a vodka cranberry. Like if you went to a bar in New England and asked for Cape Cotter, that's what they give you. No way. That used yep. to be my go-to drink when I went out. Yep. When I got dollar drinks at Cowboys Dance Hall. Vodka cranberry. You mean a Cape Cotter? Yeah, Cape Cotter. No, nobody calls, <laughs> nobody calls it that. Yeah, Cape Cotter. Um, yeah, so Coastal Eats sounds like a, a, a place where I'll, I'll definitely have to uh, give it a whirl. Well, the next one is going to be uh, the Hawaii booth near Port of Entry, and that's going to be the Kahlua whoop, Pork Slider. The Kahlua Pork Slider with sweet and sour dole pineapple chutney and spicy mayonnaise. Does anybody else hear uh, what's his name? Uh, from New Girl Schmidt, <laughs> he goes pine chutney, 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 <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> and spicy mayonnaise, spam musabi nigiri with su- with sushi rice, teriyaki sushi rice. teriyaki glaze spam, spicy mayonnaise, eel sauce, and nori, oh my God, and passion fruit cheesecake with tossed macadamia nuts. Um, so. Both of those first two sound incredible to me. Um, I remember the Hawaii booth being there before, and it they had the Kulu pork slider, um, sweet and sour dole, pineapple chutney, and spicy chutney. mayo. But remember the the other thing they had was the spam hash. You remember that? Yes, that was really good too. Um, but this year it looks like they're switching to more of like a sushi spam type thing going on here, where it's got sushi rice. Spicy mayo, eel sauce, two of my favorite things. Um, so I definitely want to try the uh, the masubi nigiri for sure. I would try it for science, but the... I'm going to get it every time I go. Well, I'll try it for science. Maybe not every time. Sounds good. <laughs> but uh, well, let's take a look at the uh, the drinks there. In Hawaii? Uh, yeah, in Hawaii. Okay. Do we see any that... Because I feel like uh, the Alani Sunrise mm-hmm. vodka... Uh, pineapple juice and grenadine. That sounds good. Sweet, it's, but it's good. C- kind of like a one of the Tokyo sunsets, but it's uh, slightly differently made. And we do like those um, with pineapple juice rather than orange juice. I believe the mm. other one's made with. Yes. Um, and that's what the grenadine is also in that it makes it give that orange color. I also am curious about the Kona Brewing uh, Company, the uh, that Hawaiian wine. Uh, or not the Hawaiian wine, the Hawaiian beer, and then there's a pineapple wine. Okay. All of those pique my interest. Sure. Uh, but I feel like I would have to ask in person, like kind of what what the what they taste like. Mm-hmm. So but but yeah, Hawaii again sounds great. But again, doesn't sound great until <laughs> August fifteenth. So yep. now the next booth that opens August fifteenth is going to be uh, one of our favorite. One of the booths that we uh, feasted and then feasted again, feasted again and again. And when we every time we eat at this booth, we don't have to eat the rest of the day. Yeah, (laughs) for real, though. So it is the Mac and Eats booth. Now, this used to be inside World Show Place. 
luckily, <laughs> inside from the heat. But last year it was over by Mission Space. It was, yes. And it is going to be there again near Mission Space, um, opening on August 15th. So you have the traditional mac and cheese with herb panko, cowboy mac and cheese with smoked pork belly, brisket burnt ends, pickled peppers, onion straws, and barbacoa aioli, and chili cheese, macaroni and cheese with sour cream and cheddar cheese. I'm going to get so fat from this booth. Here's the thing. Do you see what the last one is? Plant-based. Plant-based. Yeah, I know. I saw that. So here's the thing about the plant-based. I wasn't talking about that dish. Oh. <laughs> well, I was going to say the plant-based is usually really good, like the the toppings are, but they use a plant-based uh, mac and cheese sauce, like a cheddar sauce, and it always tastes sad to me <laughs> now here's the thing the way it's written out it says chili cheese macaroni cheese with sour cream and cheddar cheese parentheses plant-based i'm curious if the cheese is the thing that's plant-based or we're talking about the chili here so what they've done in the past because that'll be a game changer but what they've done in the past is if it's plant-based it's completely plant-based it's not like partially plant-based mm. Yeah, but but when we're talking about cheese, there's no meat in cheese. Yeah, usually. that's true. But I mean, isn't wasn't it a vegan option or like a vegetarian option in the past? Like it if was, it's plant based, it's I usually feel like kind it was of vegan last time. I don't know. I don't remember, but it was not good. But I feel like we will have to come back and. But you know, find out traditional mac and cheese with with panko crusted. Um, like breadcrumbs on it always sounds good. And then last year, the star of food and wine was the cowboy mac and cheese was so good. I think I had like nine dishes of that. I feel like I remember when we were waiting for Harmonious Harmonious, and and you guys were like running to go get, yeah, (laughs) Rob went to go get more of it because it was just like the go-to. So definitely uh, go to, we'll definitely be getting that. For sure. And then the final booth that we're going to be talking about in this episode, August Opening August 15th is the Noodle Exchange. Um, and then you can savor the flavors of the Far East served up in delicious noodle dishes. We've got traditional spicy Vietnamese beef pho with shaved beef, mushrooms, and Thai basil. We've got Chinese char siu pork udon with mushrooms, bok choy, and soy pickled egg. There's Thai shrimp and coconut curry rice noodles with shiitake mushrooms and Thai basil and tofu pho with mushrooms and Thai basil. Boom. Got through it without a mistake. There you go. (laughs) Um, Now, the second one I found really, really good. That was excellent. However, comma, when you eat hot soup (laughs) in like 100 degree weather, basically, it's it's you're just hot you're, you're just asking to be sweating for a while yeah but that soup that one that danny's talking about the chinese char soup pork, pork udon with mushrooms bok choy and soy pickled egg was excellent yes so i think that all of those that open on august 15th sound delicious were those all of them that is everything that is everything that is everything here at food and wine um, 2022. Uh, again, the festival runs from uh, July 14th through November 19th. Um, really, really excited to um, try just about everything we went over there. Um, do you think we have time to touch on the uh, the concert series real quick? So we're not going to go over the uh, the dates, but I think we should touch on the. Let's just read through them and say like whether or not we like you know would like to see these artists. So. 
Um, now that we've gone over the food, we're going to skip over to the music offerings. Yeah, the Eat to the Beat concert series. So we're going to go over them very briefly. Um, if we don't know who they are, sorry. Well, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll mention. We'll learn. Yeah, we'll go over it. So uh, first is Bahamen. So they already played. So that's July 14th and 15th. This festival already started. <laughs> so let's start with, start with our friend Taylor Dane, who's the next concert on July 29th. Oh, my goodness. July 29th is Taylor Dane, July 29th and 30th. Um, legendary pop star Tiffany. I think we're alone now. I feel like COVID. Shout out to like, Jamie. I'm so confused that I already missed all these yeah, concerts. you did. Thanks, COVID. Shout, <laughs> shout out to uh, our friend Jamie Jamikowski, who is the world's biggest Tiffany fan. Um, he thinks he's alone now, <laughs> but there's plenty of Tiffany fans out there. Um jo- That'll be fun. Yes. Joey Fatone and friends. Orlando's own Joey Fatone. <laughs> But who are your friends? Yeah. Is it Chris Kirkpatrick? Or is it going to be somebody that we actually care about? I don't know. But <laughs> You know what it probably is? It's probably like like the fourth guy from each of the boy bands where it's like Nick Lachey's like cousin or whatever the other guy's You know what would be great? Lance Bass. Yeah. And then I would love to make a TikTok with Lance Bass because he's like the king of TikTok. Sure. Yeah. Joey Fatone, Lance Bass. Let's get... Uh, we're going to skip Backstreet Boys because they're on tour. And they're amazing. Um, yeah. Trying to think who else. It's actually kind of funny if you look further down the list. We'll touch on it in a second. But there's other boy bands on here that I'm excluding because <laughs> because, because they're actually <laughs> on the list. Um, but yeah, Joey Fatone and friends here for five, six, seven, eight days. Oh, so four days, August fifth through the eighth. Um, then there's the Devin Allman project. I'm not entirely sure who that is. Congratulations, but congrats, I guess. Man, congrats, Christopher Cross. That's not Chris Cross. He sings. Um, the I can't think of the name of the song. Never mind. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this one I think is funny. Uh Journey former lead vocalist Steve I don't know how to say his last name. My brain is broken from saying all these things. Steve Aguri. Uh <laughs> Journey former lead vocalist. That's sure. He just came after Steve Perry? Yeah, I guess so. Got it. Air supply. I know who Air Supply is. Lost in love and I don't know much. I know Air Supply. I, I, Air Supply is classic. I'm, uh, I'm all out of love. I'm so Oh, I do know that, that song. Yeah, okay. you, know that, you know that song. Blanco Brown? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on who that is. Okay, next one is 98 Degrees. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I want to know if Nick Lachey is going to be I here. I mean, if they're advertising 98 Degrees, they have to have Nick Lachey, don't they? But if... If there, if Nick Lachey is there, I would love to see 98 degrees. It's like you got to advertise that as like 84 degrees. If Nick, <laughs> if Nick Lachey is not there, 98 degrees minus Nick Lachey. Yeah. Just um, give me one night, una noche. I swear, if it's 98 degrees with Nick Lachey, your girl is gonna get a bunch of watermelon beer and just dance to 98 <laughs> degrees in the back though, so I don't have to wait in line. I'll just be like. At the, like the, <laughs> you know, like behind the stadium yes. where you can watch. Yes. I need like dancing You're be room. dancing around the American I need, I need, I need like boy band <laughs> dancing room. Yeah. Right. For real. So I can dance really badly like this. <laughs> Will you dance badly with me? Sure. Why not? I, I'm going to need a whole lot of those drinks as well. Maybe I'll go get, uh. Moonshine. Moonshine Sours. <laughs> the best drink at Epcot, by the way. Uh. Now, wait, wait. So when is this? August 28th and 29th? Yeah. Mental note. Why am I the most excited about this? <laughs> I don't know. I had all 
other CDs too. If there was like a like boy band stuff, I was there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we have Southern Avenue, Chris Allen and David Cook. Hello, American Idol. <laughs> the two people you really don't care about. They should have thrown Taylor, whatever his name is, in there too. The gray-haired guy. Oh my god! <laughs> and Ruben, Ruben stuttered. Yeah. <laughs> and Clay Aiken should have won that American Idol. Yes, for sure. Um, well, the uh, isn't it crazy that like one of the more successful people like there is now like <laughs> the lead singer of Queen. Yeah, right. Um, A bunch of people that didn't win did really well. Like yeah. Daughtry. Yeah. And Adam Lambert. Um, Jennifer Hudson. I loved Adam Lambert. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. When he when he sang Ring of Fire by um by Johnny Cash and he was like looking into the TV, I was like, What's happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> Are yep. you putting me under a spell? <laughs> and uh but he's not gonna be there. Chris Allen and David Cook. Um Hoobastank. You know Hoobastank. Uh do I? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know that song. Yes. I feel like I need to put like eyeliner on you and like <laughs> please <laughs> paint <don't>. your nails <laughs> so you can have like your emo moment if you're going to sing like that. <laughs> um yes, I do know this song. Jimmy Allen? He's a country singer, isn't he? I don't know. Probably or maybe he's Chris Allen's relative. Yeah. It's, and he just got him the game. Cousin Jimmy. Cousin Jimmy. <laughs> uh, Los Amigos Invisibles. The Invisible Guys. <laughs> right. The Invisible Friends. It's an empty stage. The Invisible Friends. It's like John friends. Cena. <laughs> it's the John Cena's. American Authors. I feel like I know who they are. I feel like I know a song, but I just can't think of it. Well, we're going to move on to the next one. Yeah. B.B. Uh, Mac. Yeah. I like. We're gonna get back here, baby. I feel like I want to live out like my boy band, like, like everything that was in like my giant notebook of CDs, because I had BB Mac in there too. So unfortunately, those of you who are listening live on TikTok, you can't hear the music that we're hearing yeah, in our ears. So you have to just go back and listen to the episode to hear the music. Because it's watching fun. me fangirl out at nothing. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Yeah. Until you're back here, baby. Miss you, want you. And then this will be me with like my watermelon beer. <laughs> Acting like I've been like jamming out to them every day for my whole life. But uh, okay. That's so fun. Like, the boy band stuff. Oh, I'm here for it. I'm there. Um, and if anybody is going to go. Hit, hit us up. I will dance with you in the back of the theater because I'm not going to sit down because I, I need dancing room. Uh, postmodern jukebox. I don't know who they are. Hmm. not entirely sure. Stokely. Cool name. Don't know yeah. who you are. I wish I knew. Sheila E. <laughs> what? <laughs> that sounds like when you're in middle school and somebody's taking role. Danielle G., William N. <laughs> Sheila E. <laughs> Sheila E. Here. Uh, Absent. Sorry. I, I, I really, I, I got to study up on my music here. Sheila E. I feel like I've heard that name. Maybe I'm thinking of Easy E from NWA, but I, I, could, be, I could be completely wrong. Uh, Mark Willis. Yeah. Bruce Willis. <laughs> it's Cousin Bruce. Cousin Bruce. <laughs> 38 Special. Yeah. Don't. That, that'll be you in two years. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not 
36 yet. Might as well be. <laughs> Rude. Um, Robert Randolph Band. Yeah. Newsboys. I is know it, Newsboys. Is that the Newsies grown up? <laughs> no, that's a Christian band. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, they deliver the good news. Oh, okay. I got it. You I got, got you. it. <laughs> I got it. Ray Parker Jr. I know you know who that is. Really? Yeah. Ray Parker Jr., the singer of the Ghostbusters theme song, playing October 21st and 22nd, 10 days before Halloween. Are you going to go just to hear that yes, song? Yes, 100%. That's the only reason to go to that concert. With, the, with your moonshine? There's something strange in a neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! <laughs> I'm totally going to that. For the one song? Yes. Okay, Billy Ocean. Yes, you know Billy Ocean. Mm. Yes, you do. I'm going to fast forward the song here. Get into my car. Okay. Oh, I, no. I got to fast forward a little bit further. I feel like I would have fun dancing to this concert. You know the chorus. I'm, just, I'm trying to find it. Here we go. I'm the man. Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. Yeah, that's the okay. song. You know that song. I don't know if I would go to Epcot just to hear this, uh, the I chorus would. of the song. Um, however, comma, I will be at Epcot one of these nights to go see Hanson. I fell in love with Hanson. <laughs> when, like, they were like my first boy band. And I remember us listening to their CD and my sisters and I well my Megan wasn't around yet she wasn't born yet but uh Inaudible my sister words. <laughs> my sister <laughs> Katie and I were just screaming and our parents were like uh, what why are you screaming I don't know oh yeah and the gods so fast keeps you we're gonna leave this on for the chorus I need you to sing a little bit okay Tell us another story about Hanson. Uh, we love them. That they were like on repeat though. Like, and I've never seen them live. And I feel like this might <laughs> who be. Who has? <laughs> I have like friends who have seen Hanson live multiple times. Really? Yeah. Here we go. Mm-bop. Wait, I need my my moonshine. Do bop. Do yeah yeah. That'll be be a whole lot of fun. Oh, that's the wrong part of the song. (laughs) Um, But I will probably know way more songs than I think. And I kind of want to tell Katie to come down then. Because her and I were like big Hanson fans. Okay. Like had posters on our wall of Hanson. Sure. Before Backstreet Boys. Like dethroned them. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, the stars of Food and Wine, every boy, time they play. Boys to Men. I don't even know which song you're going to pick because... <laughs> it was supposed to play and it didn't play. The classic, classic leg-melting songs of melting all the ladies' legs and getting y'all. 
this in is the, the mood. This is the music that they used to play like when it was like nighttime jams. Do you think that people used to put this on and be like, let's go do things? <laughs> because literally in the title of the song is what they're going to do, you know? Yeah. But we've seen them before at Food and Wine, and they've always been fantastic. Here we go. I'll make a love to you like you want me to, and I'll hold you tight. Baby, all through the night, I'll make a love to you. It, like, hits you right in the soul. And they're incredible live. They really are. Their harmonies are still, like, on point. They're so, so good. Yeah. So, yes, Boys to Men, we have to see. Yes. And then we've got Kenny G, the legendary... Uh, I think he plays clarinet, right? I'm I pretty sure. It. Yeah, clarinet. But like, there's something about clarinets with like beautiful orchestral music underneath it that just feels amazing. Remember when we went to SeaWorld last year for Christmas? Or does it? Remember on the ice where they had like that guy that was playing? Was it the tr- the trombone? No, no trumpet. Trum- no, it wasn't a trumpet. It was a clarinet, or it was. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a clarinet. I don't know. But he was absolutely like balls to the wall going crazy on the Christmas songs. Yes. And it was incredible. Yes. Like it was like bone chilling. And it just it sounds so amazing together. And yes. Kenny G is like the most legendary player of that instrument ever. So Well this is this sounds like Hey girl. <laughs> hey girl. I wanna take you home. I wanna make love to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kenny G is definitely known for, like, probably children that have been born. <laughs> Some panty-dropping music. Yes. <laughs> and then last is Sugar Ray. I love Sugar Ray. There's so many so many hits that Sugar Ray had that you wouldn't even realize. And Mark McGrath went on to, like, a very successful television career. He was, like, the host of Entertainment Tonight or something like that for a while. <laughs> um, but... They're back. They're going to be performing the last couple of dates for Food and Wine, November 13th and 14th. They've got hit songs like this, which is called Fly. They've got Every Morning. Oh, I like this song. You know this song. And then they've got Someday. So many different songs. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these are good, like would be really fun. It's just a matter of like getting there and <laughs> going to the right. concert. Uh, I'll be getting there. I feel like there's a couple of these that like I need to see Hanson. That's for sure. Like, yeah, I need to see Hanson. That's all you. Which is a weird <laughs> thing for me to be saying in 2022. <laughs> you can see Hanson on Halloween. Halloween Hanson. Halloween Hanson. <laughs> Halloween Hanson nights. <laughs> I mean, I could do that. You could. I could. Well, because I probably don't want to be anywhere that's actually like Halloween that night, to right. be honest. Yeah. Definitely not Horror Nights, for sure. No. Which, I, by the way, the... Multi-night tickets and the uh, Express Passes went on sale today for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, Today is July 26th. They are on sale. Um, They have different options for your needs. They have ones where um, you can get uh, Express Passes for single nights. You can get uh, frequent fear passes. You can get the Rush of Fear Pass, which is basically the first month. Um, And then you can get 
uh, fear passes all the way up to every single night if you wanted to go. And we're going to be going over all of that in a future episode. Uh, Now, before we let you go, I did want to mention one more thing that you can do at Food and Wine that people don't talk about and is really, really fun. Um, and that is going to be uh, the scavenger hunts. Yes. So there are going to be two scavenger hunts. The first one is Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak. Squeak. And you get a map, and then you have to find Remy all over World Show- uh, Showcase. And then you get a prize at the end once you find everything. Honestly, you don't have to. You can just turn it in. But what's the fun in that? Um, it's more fun to go find everything. Right. Now, from September 29th, my birthday, mm-hmm. and that's why they did it, mm-hmm. um, to uh, October 31st. Halloween. Uh, there is going to be a second scavenger hunt. So you can actually do two at the same time, which I kind of want to do. I think it'd be fun to do both at the yeah. same time. Uh, there's going to be a scavenger hunt called Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit. And so you can go ahead and like go find Pluto <laughs> and the pumpkins hidden around World Showcase. Nice. So uh, they do that with like during Easter, there's like Halloween or not Halloween. There's my, my brain's on Halloween. Um, during Easter, there's Easter eggs, like giant Easter eggs hidden um, in plain sight for you to find. And uh, those are always really fun. So the two scavenger hunts also, Emile's Fromage Montage. Mm-hmm. Uh, on all the foods that we mentioned, some of them have like little stars next to them. It's noted. And if you get five of those, uh, five of the list, and it's not just five you can choose from. Right. There's like 10 or 15. I'm yep. not agra- exactly sure. You can actually get a uh, special dessert that you get a festival cup too that you can bring home. That's cool. So some things to keep in mind, it's not just the food, it's not just the music. You can also do some other fun things and don't discount the scavenger hunts uh, just because they feel like more like like lean towards kids. They're a lot of fun to do while mm-hmm. you're walking around. Sure. And in case you didn't know, the word fromage means cheese. And so it's basically any dish that contains cheese might be a part of this. So okay. keep your eye out. You know, I, I, lo- I noticed that when we were doing the Mac and Eats booth, literally every single one of them was part of the fromage montage. So, you know, that's how you can kind of figure out if you're doing the correct dishes for the scavenger hunt um, for uh, Emil, who is Remy's brother from Ratatouille. Yeah. Well, we are going to be letting you guys go here in a moment. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks uh, for watching. Yeah, and thanks for watching. Um, if you guys are just listening right now, <laughs> we will... Again, not be skipping a week. No. Thank you guys for being patient with us. That's why we gave you an extra long one. Over an hour and a half this week. Oh, my goodness. Lots of Danny and <laughs> You're Bill. You're welcome. Lots of Danny and Bill. <laughs> but keep an eye out. Um, we are hoping for some maybe phantasmic news to hit the ground soon. Maybe some news about any parades that might be coming to Disneyland, Disney World. Um, and all of this awesome Halloween news and us getting ready for Halloween is going to be happening so make sure that you are keeping an eye out and that you follow all, are following us on all of our social media because uh, as the holidays come up, we know a lot of you guys like to come visit and we want you to be prepared to do that. So uh, again, lots of exciting things happening and here soon we're going to be able to go over some spooky season stuff. So we covered just about everything. Follow us on all of our social medias. Follow us on everything possible. Check out our YouTube page youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Go check out all our videos. Our most recent video was this amazing experience with our friends from Give Kids the World. Um, It was this balloon um, wonderland, a balloon extravaganza, if you will, um, over at the Grand Cypress 
um, hotel here in Orlando, and you just have to see it to believe it. You have to go watch this video. It is stunning, and it raised a ton of money for Give Kids the World. Um, we're really looking forward to working with them in the near future, whether it be the uh, DizCon or whether it be uh, the Night of a Million Lights in the wintertime, our, one of our favorite events to go to. Um, cannot wait for that. So shout out Give Kids the World. Shout out everybody else out there, and thank you for tuning in to this extra long episode after missing the week. We really do appreciate you. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join our ever-growing following on TikTok. Head over to YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos and more. For one-stop access to all of our created content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.